2: Stadium for Adam Wainwright. It's Redbirds pitcher Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. Third time through the lineup, he strikes out 7 and he strikes out the side in the 7th oh, inning presented by Chick-fil-A. Earn points on your next mobile order with the Chick-fil-A app. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Adam Wainwright is standing by. We're so looking forward to Friday night and the trivia night at Patio's, and you can still get involved by going to bigleagueimpact.org. Good morning, Adam. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you all doing? everything's great here as you approach an event like this this is a big event and your staff does an amazing job but as we get closer do you get a little bit nervous to make sure that everything comes off because you want everybody to have a great time
3: definitely not i wouldn't say nervous but I mean, you always wonder if people are going to show you know if people gonna if people are gonna enjoy it and, and we, we do our best to try to throw a good party you know so um, usually it goes over pretty well, but I remember watching the, the Garth Brooks um, documentary this year when he did his Central Park thing. He was sitting in his hotel room, and this guy came in and said, Garth, I got some news for you, he's like, man, nobody came, did they? And he's like, uh, there's two million people out there. <laughs> and so that that's kind of, you know, you go through those moments where you're like, when you hear, like, oh, I got news, you're like, ah, oh, nobody showed up. Huh? Like, no, nah, it's, it's a packed house. So that usually it works out pretty well. But our, 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 uh, our great people here in St. Louis usually do such a great job of supporting us and showing up and helping us go out and be able to, you know, help a lot of people through their lives that, that uh, don't have the, the things that, that we take for granted sometimes, the food, the water, the shelter, the basic essential needs. Our people here in St. Louis have done such a great job of helping us to support those
0: people. For sure, Adam. And as Randy mentioned, we're so excited for the event on Friday. You're going to be there. Some of your teammates are going to be there. Miles Michaelis, Tommy Edmond, and Paul Goldschmidt is also going to be there. And there's no one hotter in baseball right now than Paul Goldschmidt. A 22-game hitting streak. And I'm wondering, Adam, if you think that that hotness that we're seeing on the ball field is going to translate to trivia at all. Because that would make me a little nervous if I was competing.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. But he is fun to watch hit a baseball, I can tell you that. I just, you know, we have some really talented people, but there's nobody better at hitting and better really, really just baseball, just great base runner. There's really nobody better out there right now than Paul Goldschmidt. He just does everything right. He's best at his position. He's he's one of the headiest, smartest baseball players out there. He's an incredible base runner, uh, just He brings so much wisdom to the other guys, too, and we have hitters' meetings or big meetings. When he speaks, people listen. He's just a great baseball player, you know, from top to bottom.
2: And we've been so lucky here, Adam, and I put Albert in a different category because Albert Hot was different than everybody else, but when you think about some of the months and some of the half seasons that Matt Holiday or Carlos Beltran or Matt Carpenter had along with Goldie and and Nolan, uh, we've had some really, as fans, fortunate circumstances to be able to watch these guys on a regular basis.
3: Yeah, I get, I get questions all the time. Hey, what was it like when Albert was in the prime of his career here? And say look. I said, you know what Goldie looks like right now? They said, yeah. I said, that's what he looked like for 11 years in a row. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. Go look at the numbers, dude. Like, Goldie's hitting 350 right now, 350-something. Albert ended the season hitting 355 or 356. I can't remember which one. Like, he did this for a whole season, 10, 11 straight years. You know, it was just like, doesn't even make sense. They're like, have you ever seen anybody like him? I'm like, you see what Goldie's doing right now? They're like, yeah. I'm like, he did that for 10, 11 straight years. No, I haven't seen anybody like that. No, not even close. The guy, Albert Pujols, was so special. It is so special, still is. But watching him hit a ball, play the field, and run, and, you know, because people forget how good a base runner he was, how good a defense he was. Uh, he was just—I uh, mean—just somebody, something that it's a, it's a once-in-a-generation type player, and I'm glad we got to watch him
0: so am i adam and, and randy mentioned matt holiday we actually were talking about matt holiday earlier in the show he's getting inducted into the cardinals hall of fame which is a place that we'll expect to see you in a few years when you inevitably do decide to retire but what about matt holiday in your opinion makes him a cardinal hall of famer
3: well he had 7 years of the of just incredible middle of the lineup production I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say that that uh, Mo has signed a better contract than that one, you know. And I think Mo would probably tell you that those seven years, Matt went out there and performed every year, steady Eddie every year, what was it, two ninety, three hundred every season, bunch of RBIs, uh, big moments, big home runs. I mean, he was just. A great Cardinal player, and he was a great friend to me, a great teammate of ours, a great leader in there. I mean, just a just a stud of a human too. Just a really great. And he's a dude, you know what I mean? Like he's just a great, just a great guy in there, just a total dude.
2: Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. Okay, so Adam, we got to go into the trust tree here. You're brilliant last night. Seven innings, two hits of sh- seven innings of shutout ball. You threw 115 pitches. So i got to know what you're thinking when you see that ball go over the fence to tie the game at two. Uh,
3: Not much, really. I mean, you know, of course I want to get the W. Don't get me wrong. 190 would have been cool. But, you know, what you're doing, what I'm thinking right there is I'm feeling for my teammate, you know, Geo. He's been so solid. Last time he came in behind me, he struck the first five guys out in a row. So, uh, he's been great. He's been great in his career coming in behind me. He, he had a tough game last night. Uh, you know, a couple couple guys got double in a home run, and, and he doesn't usually give up extra base hits. But everybody has a day like that every now and then, so you're just feeling for your teammate then behind that, you just know, you know, we're going to come back and win this game. And as long as they're winning games that I pitch, I'm going to get a bunch of those. You know, I'm going to get some of those wins, and we're going to be all, all right. So I'm not worried about the, the personal stat line on that. I'm worried about my teammate and picking him up. I gave him a huge hug when he came in, told him I loved him. You know, just that, that's a big part of being a teammate.
0: It is, and it was a great game all around last night. But we, we mentioned your individual performance. I was watching you post game last night, Adam, and you were talking about your command um, and how strong it was in last night's game. How early on in a game do you know when you've got it like that?
3: Um, I mean, pretty early on. You know, you, there's there's some things last night. I, I was uh, I was able to execute from from. Pretty much the first inning on. I only missed a couple of pitches over the middle. And you know when you're when you're executing pitch after pitch and hit the edges a lot. When you miss one or two in the middle, they don't get hit. It's when you're kind of living in the middle of the plate too much. That's when those those balls don't get smacked. So uh, I, I knew from an early point last night that I had had pretty good command, pretty good stuff. Um, I made some really really good adjustments between between uh, bullpens this last time in and, and the game. I mean it just playing catch every day. I was really working on a couple of things that, that that seemed to hit home. So I'm just going to keep honing that, and we'll see what happens.
2: Hey, Adam, I want to ask you about a couple of your teammates. Number one, Yadier Molina last night with his 7,661st at-bat. He moves past Johnny Bench. That's the fifth most among primary catchers. Can you imagine how many times Yachty has gotten down into a squat and gotten back up in the last, well, heck, his whole life, but since he got to the majors in 2004?
3: No, I can't. And, you know, to to further that comment, talking to Buster Posey, Buster says, this was last year, I remember him talking with, they came through and he goes, didn't watch Yachty catch every day is such a treat? He goes, I have no idea how he catches that many innings every year. It's amazing. You know, he's a borderline Hall of Famer, if not a Hall of Famer himself. So, to hear that from your peers about how special it is about what Yachty's doing and his longevity as a catcher uh, and passing a guy like Johnny Mitch, I mean, who's like, you know, the most legendary catcher ever, um, that's special, man. You know, we're getting to see... We talked about Albert and his specialness earlier and what a treat it is to watch him play and have watched him during all those years. But, you know, we're, we might be looking at the best defensive catcher to ever live watching Yadier play. And to get it to, to, to get the pitch to him every five days, for me, is one of the, the, the specialist, most crazy, awesome things of my entire career. And... Uh, get to have a, a teammate like Yachty that, that goes out there, you know, you see it. He gets hit in the foot. He gets hit in the knee. He gets hit in the face. He gets hit in the neck, shoulder shots. He just answers the bell all the time. It's just, it is such a, he is such a tough guy, man. It, you know, you, you can't do that unless you're tough as nails. He's one of the toughest people I've ever met, if not the toughest person I've ever met. Great player, great friend, great teammate. But, man, how
2: cool is it we got to watch Yachty for that long? Yeah, it's amazing. And then I wanted to ask you about some of your fellow pitchers. I, I asked Jordan Hicks last night, or not last night, but last week, I, when he went on the IL. I said, are you a good patient after everything you've been through over the last couple of years? You guys are all here because you're really competitive. Are you good at holding back and listening to the doctors? And he said, yeah, I've gotten to that point. Jack Flaherty the same way. Do you ever impart rehab wisdom to these guys? Because I have to believe uh, when you first got hurt, you didn't want to hear what the doctors had to say. You said, I'm coming back back and it doesn't whatever I do is going to bring me back
3: yeah and these trainers usually if you listen to them and follow protocol they've got it down to a science they've got it down to, to how you, they know how you're going to feel before you know how they're going to feel uh, and usually when you listen to them and you're smart about things and you don't get too froggy about you know trying to throw too hard too fast or back up too far too fast stay within the program usually you come back uh, right on schedule it's when you it's when you get a little you get a little too too excited to get back and if you think ah, I'll be fine just you know work through some things and it'll just go away that's when you end up spending more time than you want to on the DL.
0: And last thing, Adam, we mentioned Friday, we have the Big League Impact Trivia Night. We have a Swinging for Impact event coming up at Topgolf. Topgolf. But one of the great things that Randy and I get to participate in with Big League Impact every year is your fantasy football league. It's something that we take very seriously. And anytime that fantasy football is in the news, we want to ask you about it. And I'm sure you heard about Tommy Pham and Jack Peterson having a bit of a dust-up about their fantasy football league that uh, included a bunch of different baseball players. But I want to know from you, which one of your teammates do you think takes fantasy football really seriously? Like, which one of them, maybe not would take it to the Tommy Fam level, but which one of them takes it really seriously? Say the
3: last part again. What what was my, what is one of my teammates? What Michelle, I broke out for just a second. Yeah, no
0: worries. Which one of your teammates takes fantasy football seriously, like Tommy Fam, Maybe not to that extreme, but which one of them do you think would get mad about an IL move or something to that extent?
3: See, all right. So anybody who's ever run a fantasy football league can understand where Tommy was coming from. Plus, I understand Tommy, so it helps me understand that situation a little bit. But you know, fantasy football gets raw sometimes, uh, and and in the clubhouse, I, I mean, you know, we got twelve teams. Probably ten of them are locked in every week, right? playing the waiver wire and you know sending trade offers out there but but the il spot is the is the one thing that you cannot trust anybody about you can't trust anybody because you know that that il spot or the ir spot that um gets manipulated more than any other thing in fantasy football. And that's why in my leagues, it drives Jack Clarity crazy. In my leagues, there are no IR spots for that exact reason because the commissioner is the one that has to go back and babysit everybody's team and make sure that everybody's got their correct guys in the IR and they didn't leave them in there too long trying to stash other people on their rosters. And then, you know, some people don't understand IR rules and, 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 and get mad about somebody who's... On the IR that they shouldn't have been on the IR, and, and it just adds so much complicated things. It adds it adds arguments every single time that I've ever seen an IR spot. It just does, and uh, I, I don't I don't believe in the IR spot. Plus, that makes the waiver wire um, more active when you don't have more spots that you can fill up with roster players. But um, I understand that whole that whole thing, and I understand Tommy. Um, and you know when you got money on the line like that, sometimes it can get real raw. And sometimes even just the competitiveness of of baseball players gets to you, and you start having arguments over stuff you shouldn't be arguing over. But fantasy football, this is this is what one thing that people need to know. It's not a distraction from the baseball players. What it is is it's it's a reprieve that every player needs uh, if they're playing the fantasy football. They they are uh, they're using that to take their mind off the game a little bit, which is very, very important, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I get it, you know, totally.
0: Well, I also saw a Tommy Pham making comments, Adam, about Mike Trout, who's the commissioner, saying he did a terrible job and he's the worst commissioner <laughs> in fantasy sports. And I thought about you. It's a thankless job being the commissioner. <laughs>
3: It is a thankless job. That's what I was going to tell you. You cannot make everybody happy as the commissioner. It is impossible. Guys are so guys are such divas. It's hilarious. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like being a a chef in in the big league clubhouse or a, or, or a clubby. You, you just can't make everybody happy. They're divas. There's 25 divas in there that think they, you know, that think they they got everything figured out. that's probably true of all all workplaces or whatever. But um, even worse for baseball, you know, because we we get used to people telling us we're great and stuff, and then and then uh, and then we, you know, sometimes people act a little haughtier than they need to, you know. <laughs> um, but um, it, it, it's a uh, it is a thankless job being the commissioner. I mean, if you you know you're you're running one minute late or whatever because of a bus ride or whatever, everybody in the league's like, come on, let's go. Where are we going? I'm like, what's the rest? It's the best day of the year because the fantasy draft. It's literally like Christmas come early for me. It is the best day of the year. Uh, I love, love, love the fantasy draft day. If it was up to me, I'd make it last for hours and hours and hours and hours. Drag that sucker out. But, you know, people are going to start complaining. But, you know, you, you give people filet mignon and lobster three days in a row, they're going to complain. So you can't make people happy.
2: <laughs> exactly right. Wayno, fantastic job last night. Fantastic job with us this morning. Have fun in Chicago. It's always great. And we will see you virtually on Friday night. Can't wait. Looking forward to that. And people can go to bigleagueimpact.org if they want to get involved with the Trivia Night to benefit Big League Impact.
3: Yeah, we're really excited about Trivia Night. We're really excited about our top off event. We'd love for as many people as as can uh, to show up and, 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 and help us out so we can go out and help other people. So thanks a lot for letting me plug that, and thanks a lot for, see, I had to thank the clubby who came out to get my bags for me. What
2: guy! <laughs> Sounds good. Have a great day, Adam. Take uh, care.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate
2: it. See you. Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN.
0: Thankless job being the commish. Yeah,
2: it is. Oh, believe me, I've been there. I quit.
0: Did you? I oh, was yeah. thinking about that. Here, Here's Mike Trout, who's just probably quiet, nice, fit, trying mm-hmm. to be a fair commissioner. And now he's drug into this. Yeah, in the, meeting, the I was worst. Th- I was thinking, who would ever want to be the commissioner?
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.